This is Comic Shanigans, episode 415, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, October the 5th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 415. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases in the week of Wednesday, October the 5th. Recording this on Wednesday, October the 12th, the day that new comic books have come out. So what better time to talk about comics from last week than now? Uh, so this week, uh, so this episode's coming up, I feel like every week now, basically, we're coming up on Wednesdays. But in theory, I like these episodes to come up on Monday or Tuesday. But in Canada, it was Thanksgiving weekend. And also for fans of the Toronto Blue Jays, which I am also a fan of those, uh, that amazing team, right now at least, um, they also had a, a quite a great game. And they uh, they advanced and swept the Texas Rangers in the American League Divisional Series. Uh, so that was my weekend. That was my Thanksgiving weekend. I had big turkey dinner. Jay's game with fries, and then the next day, another turkey dinner. Quite great. Uh, but moving on, that meant I did not get a chance to read as many comics as I usually would like to. At least that's what I thought. Then I realized, eh, I've read 11. That's actually more than I've been averaging these days. So let's jump right in and go right through the releases. Uh, first off, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 19. This is the last uh, lead-up to Before Dead No More, which is launching with the Clone Conspiracy. That's actually coming out this week. Um, this, or I should say the 12th. Uh, this is by Dan Slott and Giuseppe Camicoli. It's Before Dead No More Part 4, Change of Heart. Um, it's a story where basically Jay Jameson is dying. Uh, everyone kind of wants him to take the new you, um, you know, drugs or whatever, the treatment. And Spider-Man's the only one who's kind of like, no, I don't think we should. And it isn't till the very end, when it's almost too late, and it ends up being too late, that Peter decides, no, just, just, just take it. He's, he's got to, he's got to take it. Um, that he was wrong, and it's time to use the thing. And it, by the time he gets there, it's too late, and Jay has already passed away. Um, it's a strong issue. It's emotionally resonant. There's, you know, a nice MacGuffin that you know Peter has to go get to to bring to Jameson, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Um, and he isn't able to deliver it on time. There's a classic, you know, Spidey's on his way to the hospital to do this small thing, but he ends up being, you know, trying to save lives, and he saves lives, but at the, you know, kind of the expense of his personal life. And in this case, uh, J. Jameson actually passes away, which is very affecting emotionally. Uh, the backup story is actually quite effective as well. Um, it's called King's Ransom by Dan Slott and Javier Garon, and it's all about the jackal basically bringing Vanessa back and trying to get a one over on the kingpin. Instead of the kingpin deciding, I'm so pissed off, I will find a way to destroy the jackal because he messed with my memory of my wife. Uh, very strong, very enjoyable. I'm going to give this issue an 8.5 out of 10. Next up is Batman number eight. Now, I think I might be reviewing these out of order, but this is part of the. Uh, let's see, is it? No, it's not. Okay, it's part of the uh, Night of the Monstermen storyline. It's part four. Um, it's story by Tom King and Steve Orlando. Script by Steve Orlando. Artwork by Riley Rosmo. Um, it works. I like the art. It's very much like a kind of dark, dirty, rainy atmosphere. Uh, giant monsters. Um, you know, kind of taking over and, and the Bat family trying to fight against them. Um, it's very over the top and a little bit crazy, but that's kind of the point of the storyline that you have Batman and his comrades going up with these giant mutating monster men. Um, I liked it. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a maybe a seven. I, I don't think, think it was like my favorite and it had a good script, but 
it wasn't quite firing at all cylinders. Like, I liked it. I did not like it. It just didn't... It missed something for me. Uh, next up is Cage Number 1. This I really liked. Uh, it's bizarre and crazy. It's by uh, Jenny Tar- Tartakovsky, which for a long time, I guess, people thought this was never actually going to see the light of day. And he kind of was making waves online, being like, I have this project finished, basically, Like, but my contact at Marvel's gone. Do they have any interest in this? And now we're finally getting this. Uh, this is very much a throwback adventure with Luke Cage. Against the the bank rollers, like it's very over the top, very kind of silly and crazy. The artwork definitely lends itself that way. The the way the the, the characters even speak, um, the fact that I I did not expect Cyclops to show up here, like that was very unexpected. Um, this is just a whole lot of fun. It's crazy. You got the very end. It looks like you got uh, the X, Chemistro, Mace, the Black Mariah, and Mister Fish showing up. Uh, it's totally over the top. Totally nuts. Um, but so much fun, <coughs> and I just this felt like a ride. This just felt like it was just kind of pedal to the metal. Let's have a, a fun, enjoyable adventure and a ride. And I'm going to give it an eight. I thought it was very solid. Uh, next up is Champions Number One again, another book that was really, really entertaining. Um, this is by Mark Wade and Humberto Ramos. I don't always like Ramos's artwork. Here, I thought he nailed it. I thought he nailed the characters. He nailed. The youth, the, um, Mark Wade really nailed the, the idea that these characters want to do something for the world. They want to help people. They don't just want to fight things. They want to actually be constructive and helpful. Um, the way that the characters were written was really strong. Um, this was really interesting, and I'm interested to see. You know, we, we get a, a quick shot here of the different kind of young characters out there, like the new Wasp and the new Red Wing, or Falcon, I should say. Uh, Ironheart, I guess, Riri Williams, um, Moon Girl and the Dinosaur, uh, Young Cyclops. You have all these characters showing up in this brief moment. I really like the way this team is being written. I'm excited to see how Cyclops actually joins, or at least becomes part of this uh, this this menagerie of, of young kids. I, I'm really glad to see young heroes really working. Um, it just felt like such a breath of fresh air. And one of the best parts of the only old different Avengers for me was the trifecta of Miles Morales, Sam Alexander, and Kamala Khan. And they are definitely the stars here. I mean, obviously you have some other characters as well. You have um, you have Viv from Vision. You have Amadeus Cho from the Totally Awesome Hulk. But uh, I just am such a... I'm, I, this really took me... Not by surprise, because I kind of expected it was going to be good, but it definitely grabbed me, grabbed my interest, and made me care, and I want to read more. Uh, Kind of the other end of the spectrum, we have Death of X, number one. It's a four-part miniseries by Jeff Lemire and Charles Sewell, artwork by Aaron Cooter. Cooter's art I do like. Um, This book just feels very... Like, what was the point? Like, we're going back to a time before... We had all the relaunches and all new different, and so it just feels like there's not a lot of suspense here. Like, the... They kill off a character, and I was I was describing this in a very over-the-top manner to my brother-in-law, Paul, who's been on the show in the past, Paul Scoras, and I was, I, I was trying to describe this issue. He hadn't read it yet, and I was saying, something happens here, and this is my over-the-top explanation of what I, I summed it up. I said, this issue felt like someone made a middle finger motion. They cut off that middle finger, they put it in the mail, and then they sent it to Peter David, and Peter David opened it up, and he just has this middle finger sticking out in him. That's what this felt like, because a lot of this issue has no real tension, because we know all this already. This isn't new. Like If this had been how they launched the only little different era, it would have been exciting, because this was the new thing. Now it just feels like they're going back in time to, to show us a story that, to be honest, it doesn't feel like you need to be told. Like It felt like 
the the big takeaway was the Terrigen Mist is killing mutants. That's it. That's really it. Like the fact that they've kind of done away with Cyclops and he did something bad has really not been a huge takeaway or is something that anyone's bothered to focus on really. Um, instead, we have the the present pressing danger of the fact that humans, sorry, inhumans and mutants are at a crossroads. So we're going back and seeing this story, which I guess is supposed to show us why, but we already kind of know, and I feel like there's not a lot of surprises. Maybe there's going to be surprises here, but so far I just didn't think it was worth it. Um, we get to see Muir Island, which is one of those places in X-Men continuity these days where I have no fucking clue what the current status quo even was. They just use things like uh, Utopia or you know even the Westchester uh, Mansion, um, which then became the Jean Grey Mansion, which then got located to Limbo, like all this shit. And I don't always think it makes a lot of sense. And they're just kind of doing stuff. Um, and here we have, like, again, I just don't feel like I had an emotional resonance or nor I cared for what was really going on here. Um, and the fact that they, quote unquote, I'm just going to say it, killed off multiple men. First of all, it felt like X Factor 100 because we've, we've done this before. We've seen a, a multiple man die before and think it's the real one. So it doesn't even feel like it's a real thing because at some point they're going to reveal that this wasn't the real multiple man so who really cares second of all peter david wrote the guy out nicely and it just feels like this was unnecessary like lily miller's nowhere to be found he's just suddenly at muir island just doing this doing what like it just felt like ugh, this just felt like a giant mess the parts with the Inhu- i get the idea that the idea that is that the inhumans are in a positive place the mutants are in a negative one they're going to come at crosshairs I, it just didn't work. I'm going to give it a four, mainly because I had great art by Aaron Cooter. Uh, the storyline, I felt, was very boring, uninteresting, and uh, it just did not work for me at all. Uh, next up is Green Lantern's number eight. Um, I just ca- caught up on this. I, I liked it. It's got the Dominators out there. You have this crazy guardian that the uh, Green Lanterns are trying to find. Um, I thought this was enjoyable. We get to learn a little bit more about this guardian his backstory um excited to see what we're going to be going with the phantom lantern lantern coming up it was a fun little kind of done in one it didn't feel like it added a huge amount to the mythos but it also felt like it quieted things down a little the calm of the storm so i'm gonna give it a seven um uh, did i say who created this i don't think, I believe i did um it's artwork by ed bennis he does amazing work here sam humphreys wrote it and again i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten Next up is Invincible Iron Man number 14. Not a huge fan of this at all. Um, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Written, uh, sorry, illustrated by Mike Diodato. Uh, we have, you know, some stuff here with, like, uh, Tony and Carol going to AA meetings and having a bit of a disagreement. And it just goes on and on. It's so talky and it's not that interesting. And then we have the mom of Tony Stark from the International Iron Man showing up. Uh, and she's... It's one of those things where it's like, is Tony okay? You haven't seen the news? What happened? Bendis does this all the fucking time. He does so many ending books where it's like these bullshit cliffhangers. I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm done. I'm tired of it. Um, let's move on to a, a better book than this. I'm gonna give this a, a five out of ten. It just felt like overly long and and just talky, but didn't really add anything. Um, Justice League number six. Uh, this is written by. Brian Hitch, artwork by um, Matthew Clark and Tom Derenek. I like this. It was it was interesting. Um, this is a start of a new storyline. Um, we get to kind of see what's going on with you know. Oh, sorry, I should say we jump into the middle of the action, and I like that we have that. And then we get the character centric moments where Barry kind of goes out of date with uh, Jessica Cruz. 
Uh, Batman dealing with his own stuff. Everyone starts to act very much out of character. Um, I'm hoping that they start to explain that a little bit more in the next issue because it was almost... It, I kind of saw it coming, but then also was like, huh, what, huh, did I miss something? But I like the art. Um, the storyline is a good character-centric issue. It just felt like the heel turn felt a little bit more dramatic than maybe it was meant to be. So I'm going to give it a six and a half. Uh, Nightwing is another chapter of Night of the Monster Men. Um, very enjoyable. Um, not that I'm hugely surprised because it's just been a very entertaining book recently. Um, I've really been enjoying it since the relaunch. Too bad we had to jump into like a big event like this, but uh, it managed to still be entertaining. It's written by uh, Steve Orlando and Tim Shealy did the story. Steve Orlando did the script, and Rogue Antonio did the art with Chris Sotomayor on colors. Uh, this was great. Uh, it was it was an entertaining chapter, just like Batman was. I would say it was a little bit more entertaining in some ways. Uh, I thought the artwork was a little bit more on point, um, and the script a little bit more focused, um, but still concise and and you know streamlined. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, next up is Spidey number eleven, which is a book where I'm always surprised by how much I'm actually enjoying it. It's just such I'm it's such a delight, and I. I understand why some people just don't really care for the book. It just, for me, is is always entertaining and enjoyable. Uh, great issue here. Uh, again, more character-centric work, which is really what we've been getting here, which is kind of crazy that you wouldn't expect to get this, this much, you know, strong characterization, but you're, you're just, that's what you're getting in this book. It it doesn't, it never fails to, dis, it never disappoints. It's just been absolutely enjoyable every time, all the time. I know that we've gone through some different artists here, but it still works. Um, I'm trying to figure out who actually worked on this issue. Uh, it looks like it's artwork by Stockman and it's written by Robbie Thompson. Uh, this is, you know, we got Scorpion versus Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man's trying to, you know, get to the big Galactus fight, doesn't want to worry about the Scorpion. Turns out the Scorpion is being manipulated, and it's got, it, it kind of leans on the feel, on the feels a little. Um, I, I thought this was great. I have been really enjoying this. This is the type of book where it's not really rooted in necessarily in continuity, and that's not a bad thing as much as I originally kind of complained about it. It's just become this fun old ages book, which I think is being canceled. Um, but this works. It's 8 out of 10. And next is Uncanny X-Men 14. Uh, this is an issue where we see um, Exodus is back. It's written by Colin Bunn. I work by Greg Land. Um, very enjoyable, interesting to kind of see Magneto and Exodus uh, at odds, considering their their past. Um, interesting to kind of see them, work, you know, kind of messing with each other, seeing where um, how Zorn is kind of being used to, you know, take care of mutants. Um, I enjoy this, and I'm interested to see what we're going to see. From here, um, now that you know, Psylocke is kind of breaking off a little, or at least she does, is not going to give him counsel anymore. So I enjoyed this. I mean, it remains of the kind of the main three X books, the middle one for me, um, but uh, a lot better than Extraordinary at this point. So I'm going to give it a, a seven out of ten. Uh, that is all for releases from October the 5th that I had a chance to read. Some of the books I did not get a chance to read that came out last week include Aquaman, Cyborg, Flintstones, Death of Hawkman, Deadman, Dark Mansion, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. That's a, that's a title. Uh, Looney Tunes, Midnighter and Apollo, Shade the Changing Girl, Suiciders, King of, Kings of Hela, uh, Superman, Uncle Scrooge, Only Wolverine, which is a part of the Enemy of the State 2, I believe, 
uh, Deadpool, Back in Black, Doctor Strange, Jessica Jones, Scarlet Witch, Spider-Man 2099, and Squadron Supreme. Uh, if we look at releases that came out this week, uh, or today, I should say, October the 12th, um, some of the highlights uh, include, if we start over at DC, we got Action Comics, All-Star Batman, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Deathstroke, uh, Detective Comics ending the Monster Men storyline, uh, Earth 2 Society, Flash, uh, Suicide Squad, Supergirl, Superwoman, I'm excited to read that, um, Wonder Woman over at IDW, we've got uh, Duck Avenger number one, uh, I'm actually not even sure what that's supposed to be, uh, I just saw it there, I'm like, what is Duck Avenger? I don't know, uh, I guess I'll have to figure out what that is, I believe it's a new IDW book about a kind of, um, oh, what's it called? Is, is it Donald? Is Donald the Duck Avenger? I don't even know, but I guess it's getting its own book, which I did not realize was even coming. Uh, so that's coming out. Uh, so we've got Duck Avenger. Um, over at... And that was Duck Avenger number one, I should say. Uh, there's also Mickey Mouse Shorts, season one, number four. Revolution number three, Uncle Scrooge, trade paperback, The Last Adventure. Um, and then over at... Uh, Marvel, we've got new issues of Civil War II Ulysses. That's the third and final issue. Uh, Clone Conspiracy, that's the big launch. Uh, Daredevil, number 12. Darth Vader, 25. That's the last issue. It's $5.99 cover price. Holy crap. Uh, New issue of Gwenpool. Great Lakes Avengers has its new launch. Issue of Howard the Duck, number 11. Uh, We've got uh, Moon Knight, Mosaic, Old Man Logan, Punisher, Power Man and Iron Fist, the Punisher Max Complete Collection Trade Paperback Volume 3, Solo Number 1, The Spirits of Vengeance Rise of the Midnight Suns Trade Paperback. Uh, we've got Thunderbolts Number 6, Uncanny Avengers Number 15, uh, Wolverine Old Man Logan Trade Paperback Volume 2, Border Town, and the X Men Gambit and Road Trade Paperback, which has the original miniseries for both of those characters. Um, next episode, 416, not sure where that's going to be yet. It was originally going to be our conversation with Eric Larson, but due to scheduling issues, that's been postponed probably till November. Uh, an un- upcoming episode, we're going to have a con- uh, conversation with, uh, I believe, Fred Van Lente is coming up. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting uh, Devin Grayson back on the show soon. She has a new uh, prose novel. It's starring Doctor Strange coming out, I believe. It came out in comic shops last week, and it's available at uh, book retailers next week. Um, and we have some other stuff coming up in the next few uh, months. We also have a spotlight on the Doctor Strange movie. Um, that episode's coming out on November the 4th, same day that, of the movie, or maybe November the 5th. Uh, so we've got some good stuff coming up. Uh, so if you you know, if you know, have anything you want us to, to put together for an episode, I'm always on the lookout for fan requests or listener requests to put together something special. Uh, anyways, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye.